Join me right now on Kumite TV is newly signed Ryzen Flyweight, Battleweight, we don't know yet. Ben Nguyen, what's going on? Both. I do it. I, I can do any weight, man. <laughs> any weight, right? That's what it, that's what life is about. That's right. Yeah. I, Thanks for having I, me. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, before we get into you know your fight, your your debut, I want to go back to you know the you know talk about the UFC a little bit. Going back into your last fight, you know mm -hmm. against Wilson Hayes at UFC Adelaide, the flyweight division was on shaky ground. Was that period, you know, late last year? mentally trying for you or did you not pay much attention to what was going on um you know <clears throat> i tried not to let it get to me that much with the whole you know if you lose this fight you're cut from the ufc fear but you know it did it did get to me a little bit you know i just knew it was in the back of my head the whole time and um i felt like it did affect me mentally because I knew it was like this is, this is it, make or break, and um, yeah, man, it just didn't end well for me. And uh, but man, I passed it now. Uh, I, I'm with the new promotion, Ryzen, and I'm pumped up for it. I'm really excited. Oh, definitely, everybody's excited about that, man. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, you were very classy, you know, when you left the UFC. But was there any frustration? with how they handled you because there's still, you know, guys that are flyweights in the UFC now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, it did, it did feel like it, um, it, it did hurt, you know, when I got the, the news that I was finally cut from the UFC and, um, and the way they handled it and just the way they went about it without really telling the fighters what's, we still don't know exactly what's going on today, even like what's going on with the flyweight division. Um, there are some flyweight fights happening still, but some of them are moving up, and I feel like it's just slow. They're just slowly getting rid of the divisions. Like there, um, a lot of fighters are starting to move up to bantam. The flyweight fighters moving up to bantam weight now, so they're just slowly kind of sweeping it under the rug and. You know, I don't, I don't agree with that, but, you know, I'm, I'm a classy guy. Um, I don't like confrontation that much, so I'm, I'm not going to, like, badmouth the UFC about it. But, yeah, man, I don't think they should handle it that way. That way. Like, at least give us an answer, you know, where we're going to go, what, like, what's going to happen. And pretty much leading up to my, my last fight, that's what it was like for me. It was like, what's going to happen to me? And if I'm going to stay or should I look for another promotion? So many things were going on in my head. And yeah, man, just, I guess that's just the way UFC likes to do things. Well, once you left the UFC, there was a lot of speculation to where you would land. You know, people are like, oh, he's going to go to one championship and enter yeah. the flyweight tournament. He's going to go to Bellator and move up to Bantamweight. But you decided on Ryzen, man. And what did they offer you that you could not pass up? Oh, just they really, they genuinely really wanted me. Like they were, they couldn't uh, stop bringing my phone. It was just like they really wanted me. And, uh, you know, we spoke to a few other promotions. You know, uh, we spoke to one. We spoke to even Bare Knuckle. Um, 
so there was a lot of options for us leaving the UFC and uh, just Ryzen just stood out and they just really really wanted me they couldn't stop bringing me so and I went to the, sh- the last show in New Year's Eve and when I was there I just I felt this type of energy like oh man I want to be in that ring with the whole lights the whole fireworks and the walkouts and just the music have you been to a rising show it is incredible man like every every fight fighter walkout is like a whole show in itself so it just being there really got me pumped up and then when i left i almost had made up my mind like i really want to fight in that ring i want to fight in the rising ring and um you know sure enough it did (laughs) we got it done and it's gonna happen Bare knuckle. You were interested in that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. One of the. One of so my 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 wife. She she's a professional boxer, and her trainer is uh, a guy named John Bastable, who trains Beck Rawlings. And you know Beck Rawlings lives here in Brisbane, and does bare knuckle, and she's doing quite well. So um, you know we we that was an option for us through my wife's coach john and um you know it it it, it may still happen so it's it definitely down like it's down the road it'll probably happen i will i would love yeah. to see that happen man uh bare yeah, knuckle man. seems like it's having a resurgence and you know adding you to the roster will be fun heck yeah man i'll definitely add some um diversity and and i'll some fast flying hands man yeah, yeah, you're right. Some diversity. We do need to get some Asian folks get some in Asian the Marinoco Arena. Heck yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My man. All right. Rise of 15, April 21st. You get Kyoji Horiguchi when you got Damn the contract. Man. What was your reaction, man? Oh, man. This is, I was like, this is, this is awesome, man. Like, if I'm not going to fight. Demetrius Johnson, who's the best at in one, you know, that was kind of like the idea when I left the UFC. It's like, oh man, I could fight DJ, uh, but then you know, Ryzen got we got we got caught up with Ryzen, and then they offered us Horiguchi, and we were like, holy shit, that's a great fight, you know, that's that's you know one of the top top five, if not like one of the top three flyweights or fighters, flyweight bantamweights, whatever you want to call it now, in the world. So uh, definitely a huge challenge ahead of me, and I really enjoy being the underdog and you know f- trying trying to do my best to knock down the king off his throne. The underdog role, man, like you've been in that role a few times in your fights leading up. Does that make you more dangerous mentally and physically? I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing really for me to prove uh i'm coming in as an underdog and yeah it just makes me want to fight harder and just show everyone you know what i can do and in front of a new crowd in front of the new japanese crowd i think it's just gonna amplify that even more you know the japanese are really big into technique and they know what's happening on the ground and all the submission holds and all that stuff so uh, it's really ex- it makes me really excited and w- want to fight harder. Horiguchi, he won the title, right? The Bantamweight, yeah. considered the, the Bantamweight title. title. Yeah. yeah. 
Why is this fight not for the title? See, I, man, it's at a, it's at a catch weight at 60 kg. Um, what's that? It's like 132 pounds or something yeah. like that. Uh, my guess is that they want to protect him because the, he's got to he's got to fight. I believe he's got to fight Caldwell again um, in Bellator for whatever belt. I have no idea, but uh, yeah, I, that's my that's what I would guess. In yeah, in Japan, I guess you can fight, you can be the champion and not have to fight for the belt, not have to defend your belt. You can have a fight but not defend your. It's it's really confusing. Like I did, <laughs> I didn't um, quite know until you know they they announced it that it was a non-title fight. So you went into the fight thinking that it was for yeah. the title almost yeah i was like yeah it's gonna be it's gotta be for the title because i'm fighting the champ right you yeah, know definitely. it's gonna be really interesting you know when i win like what's what do i do like to fight for the belt like fight horiguchi again and i don't well you see you get another belt and then carried around like kevin kelvin gastelum there we go there we go that's an idea <laughs> we'll get we'll just steal a belt and just Walk around Tokyo like I'm the champ. You've been cutting down to 125 for many years. This fight mm-hmm. is at catch weight. How big of a factor does this make for you? No, none at all. I know Horiguchi's. You know he's fought at. He's been a flyweight for a long time. I uh, I've been a flyweight, but I've been fighting at. I've fought at bantamweight many many times. Like a lot of the when I moved to Australia, um, there wasn't many flyweights here to fight. Even in in the U.S. when I fought in the U.S., there was it was hard to get a flyweight fight. Ten years ago, you know, there's nobody fighting at flyweight, so you had to fight at bantamweight. And so I'm not, I, I don't feel like that's uh, it, going into this fight like it's going to be a dis- disadvantage. Uh, I'm definitely feeling I'm I am I feel like I'm a really strong and big flyweight. Anyways, so I don't think it's gonna make a big factor for me and Horiguchi's not huge he's not a huge flyweight or bantamweight you go into Yokohama you take mm-hmm. out Horiguchi where does that put you in the world you know man puts in me your up mind the top, in your man. mind where does that put at you the top at the top man very close to the top I know DJ's I feel like DJ's still there he's still I know he lost his last fight I don't which I don't really agree with I don't think I don't think he lost to to um, Cejudo, but I I feel like it, winning getting a win over Horiguchi is gonna put me at the top of the flyweight division. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to ask you about Henry Cejudo. Do you believe yeah. he's the best flyweight in the world? Because a lot of people consider he's the third behind DJ behind Horiguchi. Behind Horiguchi, yeah, I don't think I don't think he is, I don't think he is the 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 best. I I I feel like I don't feel like he did enough to prove that he was the champ. To to um, you know, when he fought DJ, I don't think he did enough to uh, to dominate and to to defeat DJ, who's the best. And he just, I feel like he just held him down for most of the fight. And um, 
I, he is very good, and he he does get better every time. But you know, we I think we all wish there was a rematch between Cejudo and DJ. Yeah, definitely. Of course, everybody does, but I th- I don't think that will ever happen. No, it will never happen. All right, one last thing before I let you go, then uh, what what is on your playlist? I know you're into gaming, but what is on your playlist? Like when you go out to train or before a fight, who are the artists that you listen to to get yourself ramped up, to get yourself pumped up? Oh man, uh, I've been listening to a lot of classic rock lately. Um. A lot of like old Rocky music, you know, like the whole, uh, the whole Rocky soundtrack, um, you know, classic rock, uh, Van Halen's been on my playlist a few times. I'm a classic guy, man. I like, I like classic music. I don't know. I'm an old, I feel like I'm an old soul in a new body, in a young body. So where does that come from? Did your parents listen to classic rock? Not really. It's just something that i always i think growing up in the midwest in south dakota you know just just listen to rock music a lot and um you know i ride motorcycles as well so i i don't know nothing nothing it's more to like calm me down even like it gets me pumped up but like classic rock feels like it just gets me in the mood to just chill out and just be myself for for a while you know of course man all right, man. Uh, April twenty first, <laughs> Rise in fifteen, Yokohama. The yeah. biggest fight of your life, of your career, is coming up. Good luck to you, up. Ben. And Thanks, thank you for Dave. your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. We'll see you there.